um, I'm gonna need you to turn your ding noise off. Thanks. Not me. It's the computer. Okay, well, I always have my phone on silent. I roll on silent. I'm just saying that I'm not saying, but I am just saying. How do you turn your noises? Okay, now who's making noises? You're just making crazy. (laughs) Sorry, I just got a Tinder match. Let's see. Who got past my really aggressive bio? (laughs) No one. You'd be surprised. I like to get all my traumas out there from the get-go. Right away. (laughs) Right away. So it is not subtle. And his name is... Cody. And his chromosome count is... (laughs) I don't know yet because the photo won't load. He's 6'2", though, so we're good to go on that front. Okay, I've matched with this guy before. Twenty-two. I knew it. Um, but he's got mama issues. Sexy donkey in it. Um, most definitely. It's just (laughs) you can message me, sir. Thanks, appreciate it. Um, how did you match with him? Then unmatch with him. Then match with him again. I had deleted the account. Mm. Um, because I'm technically using someone else's phone number because of the Tinder ban thing that we discussed and um, I really don't want to get into again <laughs> I would really like to talk about tinder van also I didn't realize we were going like I thought we were just chatting nope this is this is us just chitty chatting <laughs> well anyway it's like being caught in your robe when a delivery guy comes to your <laughs> oh, house no. I, I just do that there's no getting caught in my robe I just wear the robe and roll with it i like try to do the stealth thing where i like push the door open with my nose and i like cover myself and i'm like Leave it there. <laughs> like, and then i like try to like close it and then gently get the package inside sure yeah just yell at them to leave it on the doorstep next time yeah. drop it where you are <laughs> nobody move <laughs> you do that thing where i know you're not a home alone but i know you remember when he plays the um videotape for the pizza guy and he's like i'm gonna give you to the count of 10 and then he starts like the the gun goes off in the movie and the guy thinks he's getting shot at that's what you oh my to. gosh <laughs> yeah yeah or yeah. like get those recorded dobermans that people had for a while in the 2000s that were like <laughs> oh, i just have that so yeah you just have dogs that are so smart and really sweet. is like well i wouldn't say she's smart she barks at literally everything but I'm being sarcastic there. um stop that <laughs> i get to be sarcastic about their brains nobody else <laughs> what's miko doing right now she's laying i see i have a camera because um i'm that that kind of person but they are laying side by side on the bed right now doing nothing just chilling i gave them blankets nice. you know you know um so just rolling back to your recent matches how many matches do you have right now on the dating apps that you swore off well let me tell you 20-ish on tinder right now 22 wow um and grant so i re-uploaded yesterday because i am starved for attention um and don't mean what i say when i swear off dating apps that's exactly. right <laughs> bumble i don't know you can't count that high on your hands there's a lot of things <laughs> in there um but i've had that one for longer so anyway 
Um, but I do, and I, there's this like stigma of women. Is it like are, Animal Cross where you have to complete tasks? percent. <laughs> um, I haven't hit the next level yet, unfortunately. I'm really stuck. Um, <laughs> that, there's a stigma of like women who put no hookups in their bio. There's this idea that if she says that, she fully intends to hook up with you. I see you having a lot of difficulty right now. Do you want me to give you a moment? <laughs> yeah, it would be really great. Okay, well, I'm really glad that you got that figured out. I'm super happy. Thank you. you. What were you going to say? You um, I was talking about thought. the stigma of women who put no hookups in their bio. There's this idea that they're the ones who will definitely hook up with you. So I've had to reiterate more than once. And I just put it in my bio at this point. Like when I say I'm not hooking up with you, I really, really mean it. I don't know how else to say it. I don't know what other words can be used. Is there an adjective that maybe would really get the point across? I don't know, but. Brief feminist diatribe. Why would a word placed on a profile be inaccurate unless it was intentional sarcasm? Like why would someone saying no hookups be like, no, but she'll definitely hook up. Like, why would you as well, a man. Because that weird like challenge, like, oh, she said she's not gonna hook up. And it's like, okay, but I really mean it. So. That's, that's like borderline assault. Like, like why gross to be sure why would you try to get someone to sleep with you who doesn't want to um i don't know because i am a <laughs> normal human being and um but i will say that when you really make it clear that that is not what you're there for regardless of the app it isn't tinder bumble hinge whatever it is you're using um it does decrease the matches you will get because to their credit, at least they're respecting that decision by swiping left. Because if that's what you're there for, Beyonce yourself out of here. Everything you own, right to the left. To the left, jail. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, add that to the pile of reasons why I hate dating apps. Anyway, <laughs> back to you. <laughs> so here we are. Um, okay, we prepped earlier, so I guess we're like ready to go. I think we're mostly ready. Like um, ready. Should we have like chitty chat? We usually have chitty chat, or should we just like get into this biznatch? Um, we can chitty chat, but um, what do you what do you want to chitty chitty? No, that's why I wanted to prep it because we've talked. We've already like talked a lot, so right. I'm trying to get back into the groove of like what would we normally talk about. <laughs> <laughs> everything we've already said is everything we would normally talk about. Um, um my... I told you I'm watching Love Island in the U.S. now. Yes. Um, it's very different. That's really different, really big. The guys are 80% gross and like 40% seem like normal humans, which well, is a different nice. ratio because honestly, all the guys who go on the UK one are 100% gross. Like they're just. I'm just really impressed by the 80 40. Like that's a really interesting. <laughs> 60 40. Oh, I had it mass. Oh. <laughs> You're just so worn I out from being a genius on the last episode. <laughs> you know what? I used a lot of creative arithmetic on the last episode. So I just feel like, you know what? I want to show that I, like the common man, can't do math. I want to be relatable. You need to use Call your relevant, fingers, Emma. Hannah. Call relevant. Come on. Okay. You have 30 days. 80, 40. Right <laughs> okay, no one's going to get that because they don't understand the cool Babylonian math fact unless they listen to the previous episode. Well, hopefully they listen then. If they didn't, get out of here. Or get into here, but then go backwards. <laughs> also you know, both, but do both. Do both. Just do both. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, the 60-40 is very different from the 100% on the UK one, which the guys are definitely just there to hook up. Like, in the UK. You find like a relationship. Yeah. And then the ones in the US are like 60%, I'm here to find a relationship, but actually I'm here to be a dude and hook up on TV. And then the other 40% are like, I'm here for like a deep relationship. Um, I just left my mom and we had like a really deep conversation about what I wanted from a wife. And so I feel really prepared to enter this scenario. So it's very interesting. I'll say I have a fan's tea for men. Real quick sidebar. I have a fan's tea. So I would like them to answer me. Okay, but that would mean you're a fan of men, which we know is okay, false. Okay, I have just a question for men. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, where is the, at what point does your entire life become about sex and only sex? And why do you cling to it for so long? Um, I'm not a man, but I would like to weigh in with my sure. opinion. Okay. Um, I think it happens around 15 to 16 for them. Mm-hmm. And I think it ends around 30 um, for most men, sounds exhausting. <laughs> I think equally the amount of desperate you are in life will equal or surpass the amount of desperate you are in sex. So I think if you're a desperate guy for like approval, a desperate guy to like fit in, you're going to be like triple desperate to be having sex. Sure. I think if you're not that bothered and you're like a pretty chill person, you're not going to be as crazy. Like I have to hook up with as many people as possible. I think it's also this weird like illusion that American culture creates where the number of hookups you have equates to good. Mm-hmm. Whereas theoretically, if you were good, the person would enjoy keeping you. So if you've had a lot, you might be terrible. Like, <laughs> I mean, I was going to say that, that quantity does not equal quality. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's the repeat instances that you should be proud of because that means you're doing something right. I just... Like, in the kindest way possible. I want to ask the guys who are like, you know, the, the guys who are like, I've hooked up with so many girls. Bleh. That's exactly what they sound like. Don't Quote even unquote. pretend that you have heard them. <laughs> Quote unquote. It was direct. I want to be like, are you happy with your life? Truly. I are you satisfied? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean. <laughs> I like yeah, it. man, I have so much sex. <laughs> no, but like, are you happy? Like, What's do you happy, feel man? fulfilled? <laughs> yeah. And then they have to move into the deep, dark corner where they cry. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. As long as it's not the same anything. corner that I'm crying in. <laughs> see what I did there? I see what I you, like, you, you see. I didn't do it. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but that that's my query. That's what I'd like to study as a douchebagologist is I'd like to know <laughs> what... <laughs> actually becomes I am a fuckboy analyst so this is gonna be a really nice and I wasn't swearing but we but we did we just did sorry I didn't know there was a rule <laughs> we made the rule like day one and you break it every sorry. <laughs> I'm doing so great right now um I'm having a life is going so well <laughs> so anyway um there's Speaking our, of douchebags <laughs> you know I'm just hopelessly infatuated with the wrong people at all times so do we want to talk about the amazing ingredients in our favorite shampoos before we get into (laughs) today's episode because we teased it and then we didn't talk about it last week and I think that people are going to be like Emma Hannah 
I want to know about your invigorating shampoos. Well, no. Well, you guys, normally we bring on, you know, our third party sponsors in these scenarios and we love them, adore them. Purple Oven Mint has been so great to us. I recently Life. switched to the vegan pescatarian version and it's going really well. Um, but we, Hannah and I have sort of been in the works with our own product that we're like so excited about. You could call us innovators, change agents, whatever you want, you know, like Geniuses. who are we to stop you? Um, <laughs> We just feel like in the shampoo market, sometimes there are words that don't make any sense with the shampoos. And rather than discourage that or ask, what do you mean advertising? We just really want to jump on the bandwagon mm-hmm. and add some to that pot. Yeah, so here. I like a shampoo that is vociferous. I also like a shampoo that is invigorating and groundbreaking. Oh, yeah. I like those shampoos. That's for sure. Iconic. I personally like mine to be codependent and magnificent, <laughs> but also porous. Interesting. Um, some of my favorites are really grassroots and I really enjoy <laughs> ingredients that are earth-based. I feel I like those it. are so special yeah. and so important. Yeah. I actually incorporated earthworms into mine because <laughs> I thought it might add to the voluminous, is that the word? Voluminous, I think is what you're seeking. I think there's both. I think there's both. I'm like, I'm there's gonna... voluptuous and voluminous. But it's, you know what? We don't want to get into this right now. The point is. The no, because you always say voluptuous, which is not a word. I do not always say that. I have no idea where you're going. You thinking. do. I voluptuous. You had a I want you to prove it to me right now, but. I will. <laughs> but um, I've been secretly recording our conversations for years for this moment. <laughs> for the shampoo commercial that was to come. Well, anyway, they're patent pending, as everything else is, of course. I hope you have a bombolating day. Discombobulate yourself from this podcast, please. And thank you. <laughs> Best wishes. <laughs> Warmest regards. Ta ta. Ta ta. Not ta-ta, but ta-ta. That's <laughs> how they say it, the shampoo industry. So, uh, <laughs> guys, it's hard to be captains of industry. Let us tell you. <laughs> you know? Really, I'm exhausted at all times, but it's so rewarding. Hmm. Um, we should probably get into this week's episode. Mm-hmm. I'm Hannah. I am Emma. And this is the Transcontinental Tea. And this week, we are talking about weddings. I always mix up that one and the death march. So sometimes I start singing like, and I'm like, wait, it's a different piece of music for a very different ceremony. I was going to say pomp and circumstance was the one that I do mix that one up as well. I for sure do the graduation one a lot. Um, I did it, I think last week I was like, da, 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 da. Like, no, wait, no, <laughs> that's not it. No. Very similar starting notes. We're going to be talking all things wedding because my tea of the week that we'll get to in a minute is wedding related and it's very widely wedding related, actually. Vociferously. Maybe, maybe the most photosynthesis-esque relation that we could arrive at <laughs> this time. Listen, I'm no photosynthesis. <laughs> <laughs> When people used to ask about my dietary needs, I would just explain photosynthesis to them because it was easier than explaining my dietary condition. <laughs> so I'm like, well, basically what happens is my body doesn't use normal food 
for food. It uses light for food. So I just lay outside Mm -hmm. and then my body converts the light cells into food to feed all of my plant cells. (laughs) And then my plant cells (laughs) feed the ground and then it creates a symbiotic relationship. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Easier to explain to most people than gluten and dairy allergies. Oh, well, sure. Anyway, tea of the week. Super tea. Do you want me to go or do you want to go? Well, maybe we, uh, you know, cue the music and then uh, (laughs) maybe we give Emma a break. Um, I meant to tell you before I pull up the intro for the tea of the week that is super ready and I'm not at all trying to distract you from my lack of preparedness. That there was this thing I saw on Reddit and you'll appreciate it because it's Brit related. Okay. That um, there was a street view of Buckingham and mm-hmm. when you go and you zoom out, Buckingham becomes a little figure of the queen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find it here. I'll, sh- I'll send it to you. I'm going to message it you. Ever. Much right like this now. yourself. Did you get it yet? It's no, up. but I'll create music to distract. Trying, it's trying, it's trying. You're like cromp when he creates his own theme music. Okay. Okay. I thought you meant like the whole palace zoomed out and became the shape of the queen. So now it makes more sense. I don't know. I'm like, that's really cute. So it's actually for those who are auditorially taking this in. Um, it's actually just a little figure like you know you drop the little guy who walks around the street now on google who's like oh if you were here this is what you'd see it's a little queen it's really cute i just i I, buckingham's not shaped like the queen i don't know why you thought he would but if you zoomed out and it was just like a little like a little figure so you didn't see the building you just saw like a little queen right that's what i thought okay proud of you all right well now that i am ready I've done my job. In no way been distracted for any length of time. My only job for this podcast. Here we go. T T T T T Are you happy? I am I happy that you did your job? Yes, I'm happy. I'm so happy. At me. I do that to my people at work though. Like I'll finish a task and I'm like, are you happy? That you did what you're being paid for? Yes, I'm happy. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like working in a Russian gulag. Um, <laughs> who wants to? Get, should I kick this off because yours is relevant to the entire? Yeah, topic? I, I think the entire world really wants to know about your radiator problems. So, well, I'm not talking about radiator problems because I'm talking about my plumbing issues. But I can make it a two. Ooh, burn! <laughs> which is um, funny because the radiator did burn her. <laughs> it really did, which is why it was kind of a lame tea of the week, and I'm still it's. I'm trying to release the steam and I don't necessarily understand how it all works yet. So I burnt myself instead. So I have to be honest when she was telling me, she's like, Oh, I have to release the steam in my radiator. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like I have radiators and they don't do that. So. Well, you have the valve that you open to allow the steam to come in. There's like a little knob for me. There's a knob you turn and it'll like, like, no. <laughs> flow into the radiator. But then you also have this like funnel shaped release thing and it like like can like store water and drip it out Ugh, i don't know i don't really understand the semantics i'm kind of just letting it do its thing and hoping it doesn't explode so 
Always a win. Uh, anyway, your your actual tea of the week. My official tea is, and I'm kind of cheating because this didn't happen this week, but it's not something I have had the chance to really get into. Um, I do flashback tea of the week, so I feel like that's sure, fair. Sure, it's a flashback tea. About three weeks ago now, three weeks. Um, FBT, if you will. <laughs> if you will, thanks. I came home one day from Manhattan to find that there was a sound of water dripping. And at first I was like, man, did I leave a window open? Cause it was raining outside. Um, no, that's not what happened. I walk into my bathroom and there's just water everywhere. And I look up and it's flowing from my ceiling. And I'm like, oh my gosh. okay, that's super great. Water this doesn't is- go here. <laughs> um, and let me tell you that this water, it's not clear water. Ugh. This is brown mm-hmm. water. Okay. And um, I, had some like clothes on the floor so i just threw them all into the bathtub and i called my super and i was like hey um i'm pretty sure <laughs> pretty sure this isn't supposed to be happening maybe i'm wrong i don't know maybe this is like a cool city thing that you guys do for the immersion factor but i don't like it and he's like yeah you would like to be unimmersed thank you <laughs> i think i'd like to leave this this um narrative right now thank you um and then he says yes well I'm working on it now. Your upstairs neighbors decided to disregard my advice to not mess with the plumbing. And here we are. My upstairs neighbors messed with their plumbing, did not know how to mess with their plumbing, and I was punished. So uh, he got the water turned off, but so they they just paint and maybe apply like, I don't know what they apply over the pipes themselves because they're like right there in the ceiling. Um, and there was a hole now, and still is, because the water ate through it. So now I'm just like, okay, that's super. Um, I had to clean the whole thing up. I had class that night, and I had to message my teacher and be like, hey, I know this is going to sound like a really lame excuse, like the new my daughter. I can send pictures. <laughs> but um, I have a flooded bathroom, and I physically want to die. So just give me a few minutes. So that's how I spent my evening. And of course it was like the night before I was supposed to leave for Ohio. So I didn't have time to send my laundry out. Nope. So, so it's been brown exactly. water and rotty for like a week and a half now. Yep. Gross. So Do you just explain, send your laundry out. Cause normal people wash their so, own. So I <laughs> don't have a unit in my apartment building. There's no shared laundry space here. So lots of apartments have them. I do not. Even, even if I did. And what does poor little Eloise have to do? I have to send my laundry out. I have a service that comes and picks it up because it's either I go to a laundromat and I spend hours competing with other Hard labor Brooklynites that don't have washers and dryers as well. And it's like a robbery, how much they charge you to wash your clothes and those things anyway. So I just suck it up and I pay about $30 to send my laundry out and have it done for me. And that's like the amount of bougie that I allow myself. It's okay. I was, I think I said this in another episode. I think it was the holiday tea, but I was like, there's like a line of privilege that I've crossed now where I can't string Christmas tree lights around a tree. I need a pre-lit tree. Like I just can't. And so for you, that is. This is my pre-lit tree. (laughs) Yes. Um, I hate laundry anyway. It is the bane of my existence. And if left to my own devices, it would just not get done. So. Mm. I don't hate it. I hate dishes. I'm the exact dishes. opposite. I would rather do dishes all day long. Touching old food is like one of my greatest pet peeves. Cannot. <laughs> anyway, my tea of the week is much less gross. Uh, I would hope. Um, my tea <laughs> of the week is that I am getting married. 
This week, this week for us. By the time this airs, I will be married. You'll be a married. A miss no longer. No, you'll be a you'll be a last name that starts with a D that I don't want to say out loud because I don't want. Yeah, it it will start with a D. (laughs) Um, I was gonna make a joke there and it didn't. I know you wanted to, but it's better than that. We can roll with it. Um, anyway, <laughs> I am getting married, which is really exciting. Um, I'm getting married on Friday as we record this. So it will be the week, like a few days after, by the time that the episode gets released. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See you next Tuesday. So. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, it feels real for the first time. So we, I don't think we've talked about this, but we had to postpone our wedding because of the second national lockdown. So we were originally going to get married last weekend on the mm-hmm. 28th of November, mm-hmm. but um, luckily it's been a super graceful process and we were able to reschedule it. So not that long after our original wedding date, we're only having 15 people there. So it's not like a full wedding. We're doing a big reception party next year, which Miss Emma is going to travel over for because this one, she would have been locked in a house like Harry Potter in the far- start <laughs> of the first movie. So watching from afar, crying. Yeah. Just crying, playing with the little night toys that they have <laughs> under the stairs. <laughs> um, yeah. Sort of been sad. So anyway, we're getting married on Friday, which is really exciting. And it's the only week that my tea of the week is going to be that I got married. That's true. You'll never get to say that again. Yeah. As I like to say, Yogmo, you only get married once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you youths. <laughs> <laughs> oh, acronyms. <laughs> anyway. We actually haven't put this in your bag this week, which is we really exciting. do. We haven't had one in a, a minuto. There's been nothing in your bags. <laughs> <Just laughs> empty, empty bags, sadness <laughs> inducing, tears, no shopping. Here we are. Betrayal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, what is going in your bag? What okay. are you reverse mugging? <laughs> I'm reverse mugging you. <laughs> Um, just open it up. Just let me peek inside. Oh, look, it's empty. Let me put some things in there for you. I will be placing my skincare routine products for you in your bag. So, I don't care what your skin's like. This is what you're getting. This is what you get. <laughs> I'm going to assume you have skin like me because I have an elevated sense of self-importance. So, okay. so I use a lot of pixie products. That's like a heavy thing in my routine. I have a gel cleanser that I start with. Then I follow that with a toner follow that with a rose serum and in the morning I'll just go straight into moisturizing but at night I use another serum also by pixie that is a revitalization serum to renew the skin cells overnight I don't know if it works but it sounds cool and my skin feels better so it says glow on it so really that's all you need really that's all you need so um, little do you know, except that you're about to, because I'm telling you, Yeah. we had a very important phone conversation. So she was literally picking the stuff out while I was on the phone, Googling stuff like for mm-hmm. her skin, what is the best from these products and how to find the best one. And I'm like, we've chose between a couple. It was very cutthroat. It was so. like an hour long thing that we did. I was in. Yeah. I don't think while. your fellow store customers were that happy with it, but <laughs> we got what we came for. Um, I'm know? sorry. I'm here for me. So yeah, uh, I am available for virtual personal shopping for if yeah, most definitely. Thanks. Um, (laughs) so mine is actually something I'm wearing at my wedding. Um, Um, and it's not the dress because none of you would want that. That'd be weird. Um, it'd be a little strange. (laughs) Uh, not that it's not beautiful, but I just don't know if it would go with all of your Listen, we don't share wedding dresses. Okay. Um, it's a little bit like perfume. I hate when people 
have my perfume. It's like my perfume, a vicious hatred. I'm like, my that is my scent. I went through years of scent searching to get to this. So it represents me. No. What is yours? Because I use the Burberry Brit Sheer. I don't want to say it because I don't want anyone to buy it. Oh my (laughs) Um, God. I know I'm literally like crazy about it. So I'll tell you exactly what it contains. And then if you're a psycho and you want to research it and buy it, then don't. But um, it is coffee. Of course. White flower and vanilla. Yum. And it is a French perfumery. Um, and it is a designer brand, but it's not as expensive as the rest of that designer brand. Mm, gotcha. Starts with a Y. I know exactly. Ends with an SL. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to tell you which scent it is, but it is my favorite scent of all time. And I will never change perfumes again. Good. I did used to wear Chanel Chance. That was good. And I liked, it was one of the daisies, but it was like a spinoff daisy from Marc Jacobs. It. Yeah. It wasn't the main one. Yeah. I dabble. Burberry Richier is my number, my number uno. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also will wear the DKNY rose. Oh, you like that one a lot. You wore that one when you were here, I think. I anyway, what I'm wearing to my wedding <laughs> is what I'm putting in your bag this week. And it is Mac Studio Fix Powder Foundation. So the first thing that I will tell you is your girl has oily skin. Like I have super sensitive yet super oily skin, which is really inconvenient because all of the harsh, tough things that could like calm the oil down are the things that make the sensitive want to scream and die. Mm -hmm. So finding products that work, especially for like makeup that can be touched up or that look good on your skin without making you look like a statue um, are tough. So I am wearing this over my foundation, but it's fantastic. Like it gets glowy over time, but you can touch it up with a brush. Like you don't have to do your makeup again to have mm-hmm. a fresh face. And it's, it's really nice. Like it gives you a really nice base. It doesn't look cakey. It doesn't look like you shellacked yourself with some sort of spray paint. Sure. It looks really good. Um, so Mac Studio Fix Powder Foundation. Give it. Give me. Put it in your bag. Reverse okay. mugging. Let's let's sip on this. Let's, we let's do a little sip. The tea is exceptionally good today. <laughs> Who made this? Mm, mm, very delicious. Quite. Into the mind of women. Emma, when did you start planning your wedding? <laughs> Oh, we are actually very day. different on this account. We are so different. It was a cloudy November day. In, insert year here. I don't know the exact day that I started, but I know that it was around the age of 12 that I became cognizant. I was, so I was in a wedding when I was a toddler, I was a flower girl. And so that really sort of like began the, the cyclical nature of, I love to be dressed up and I want a reason to be dressed up all of the time. Um, which transitioned into wedding around mm-hmm. the time that I watched the wedding planner mm-hmm. and I was about that age and I was convinced that I'd marry someone like Matthew McConaughey, which just added to the excitement. So mm-hmm. ever since, mm-hmm. no, of course he's married somebody else, whatever, Matthew, it's fine. We'll talk about right, it. When um, celebrities do that, isn't it? <laughs> so rude. <laughs> I'm right here. Your soulmate is staring you in the face. <laughs> me, I'm watching you on TV. Do you not see me? I'm right here. Um, at Trace Crawford. Okay. Anyway. Um, and or Australian Gus. 
Gus, please, God, message her back. (laughs) Getting really dark. (laughs) We're entering a dark space. I digress. I, around, I want to say 17 is when I created the Pinterest board. Mm. So there was a nice gap there where I was Mm. like into the idea, but I didn't know how to execute Mm -hmm. the obsession. Then Pinterest came around and at my fingertips. Pin, 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 pin. <laughs> I was like, look at this, look at that, look at this, look at that. Um, I also started watching Say to the Dress like obsessively. I really <laughs> like reality TV in general. Like I think a lot every single day for my job. And I know that sounds kind of dumb. Like everybody thinks a lot during the day. My job <laughs> is very- like, thoughts. <laughs> Do you ever just like think a lot? Um, but my job is very like analysis centric. Like I have to solve problems basically mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like working- in like a puzzle studio, but, but it's not complex and the people suck. So, um, but basically, yeah. Um, anyway, it's really nice to turn my brain off. So I really like uncomplicated TV. Like I don't like watching something right after work. That's like scandal or like how to get away with murder where you have to pay attention to specific tiny plot points. Mm -hmm. I just want something like people yammering about their dating problems. That's what I want. Anyway, you can just call me. Um, (laughs) Um, yeah, so say yes to the dress was like a big factor in this because that, you know, obviously I was like, I want to be the kind of person who can just go to a boutique that you need an appointment for and be like, I have $10,000. What do you have? You still want to get a dress from Kleinfeld. If I'm 1000%. Not I want to shop from Kleinfeld and I will. And now you're in New York. So it's like one step closer to the yep. edge. And I'm about to break. <laughs> one way or another Lincoln Park and I will be shopping at Kleinfeld. Hopefully they're not there. Hopefully they're busy that time. Sad. Be sad. Um, But like I said, Pinterest came into the picture and I was able to visualize more accurately the wedding obsession. And I have never had... (laughs) You have to... No, no, no. no. You have to do it this way. (laughs) Um, You guys can't see what Hannah's doing. (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. So we're just going to roll. I made the like, oh, it's the like a basketball thing. player or like an Olympic player's trend. Oh no, it's a football player. It's an English football player's trend on where they made like the upside down glasses with their hands. That's what I was doing. How long it took me to learn how to do that? Uh, she was long. saying visualize. <laughs> embarrassingly long time it took me to figure out how to do that without being like, I have to make the circle and then physically put my hand on my Thread the needle. <laughs> It was a mess. <laughs> That's just a mess anyway, of my life. Um, you were visualizing so, the yes. day. <laughs> um, but I will say that while I've had serious boyfriends and they sort of took the place of the groom, I can never really take it seriously because I think deep down I knew we'd never really get married. So in most scenarios, the groom is just a guy with a question mark on his face. Yeah. And he's just there because he has to be, you know, like I can't I only have a wedding. the most elaborate that you got was with your first serious relationship because you had like a venue picked out like, I, had, I had thoughts about that I mean truly I was convinced we would get married and yeah. um so definitely I was well within the throes of planning my hypothetical wedding and then he and I would argue about it all the time so it was great which points to a very healthy relationship yeah. so obviously it did not go through much to his chagrin here we are but yeah so I have been a wedding gal for most of my life Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, am I'm not like most girls. He's so quirky. You Avril Lavigne self. Um, I, I just, I never really planned my wedding in my head, and I think most of that, honestly, is not to be self-deprecating, but like I didn't think 
that I was going to get married because I'd never experienced Mm -hmm. liking someone who liked me back and it turning into a healthy relationship. (laughs) So like, I never, I was never like, oh, I can see this going somewhere. Like, no, we didn't even get past, like, we both like each other, like step one. Um, So yeah, even in my like situationships, there just wasn't enough substance to Mm -hmm. ever in my brain, even fantasize about it. So I was never one of those girls, like building sand castles in the sand. Like, um, I'm feeling a little attacked right now, but it's (laughs) no, but I'm saying like you had serious relationships where you planned Mm -hmm. your life with that person, even though later you would find out it wasn't going to go that way. But like, I didn't have that. I'd never been in long-term relationships before my current relationship. Um, so I didn't start planning my wedding until like a few months before we got engaged because we've talked about getting engaged. So I just started thinking of like things I would like, because I, the one thing I am, I am OCD about planning stuff. I need to have plans. Like I'm not OCD about checking stuff like Emma is like the lights can be on. I don't mind, but I have to have a plan going Mm -hmm. forward. Mm -hmm. Um, so my biggest thing was like, I bought my dress before we were even engaged because I knew we were getting engaged. Not in the sense that like, I absolutely know he like loves me and I'm sure he's going to ask me any day now, but we'd literally agreed. Like we're going to get engaged in the spring. Cause that's me. Honestly, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not trying to say that, but just like allowing. Oh no, no. I know what you meant. 100%. I'm going to be like, listen, we've been together for six months and I am a love him. And then I'm like, <laughs> you don't like him for more than six minutes. And she's like, no, but he could change. <laughs> anyway, I think most of it is because you want like the wedding day and I want the marriage. <laughs> I mean, ideally you have both, right? But, but if you had to pick one. <laughs> I want the wedding day. Yeah. Um, Listen, it's a big party with a reason to focus on me. This is yeah, why I like really it. feeding all of her egotistical <laughs> tendencies, but I digress. Like that's, that was me. So I didn't start planning it when I was a kid. I didn't visualize it. Like I liked Selah yes to the dress and stuff like that, but I wasn't ever picturing myself in those scenarios, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I was convinced for a pretty long time that I wasn't going to get married because nobody liked me back and mm, people that like me, I didn't like, so <laughs> here we sit. Anyway, so I, yeah, I bought my wedding dress before, uh, we got engaged. We got engaged four months after I got my dress. So. <laughs> Good thing. Um, Everything's fine. Um, if not, it was a very expensive bet. I just placed. <laughs> yeah. And so I started planning from there and obviously with COVID, um, wedding planning is kind of tough, but, mm-hmm. um, we'll get into that in a bit. But I would like to know, sure. what do you want most for your wedding day to look like or be like? Okay. The first thought that comes to mind. Swans. Venetian. <laughs> so the swans are there. Yeah. <laughs> There's some statues here and there peppered throughout. There's a gondola somehow. <laughs> um, listen. I don't know I'm, where it's going, but it's there. It's there. <laughs> listen, I don't want a wedding of abroad from wherever it is I'm living at the time so like if by the time I get married I'm already in Paris that's where I want to get married and like interesting so you wouldn't do like a destination no because ideally I want as many people to attend as possible yeah um because I personally like really thrive in environments where there's a lot of people and even my wedding day like does not um 
get away from that. So it is included in my need to be surrounded by people who are looking at me. So, um, but I, I definitely have an aesthetic in mind. It changes as I get older, but I want it to be, I don't necessarily want to get married in a church unless it's a very specific cathedral-esque church. Um, obviously want a minister to marry me and everything. Like I want that aspect, but I really love, I want an autumn wedding outdoors somewhere, but I'm well beyond the rustic stage of my life. Like I don't Mm -hmm. want to get married in a barn. Um, I just want to get married in a countryside. Yeah. Like an elegant countryside rather than like a barn cheek kind of thing. Correct. Plus you have to understand no reference specifically intended, but a lot of people who got married where we're from got married in a converted barn with like the exact same seating pattern, the exact same lights. Like the photos all look identical. Which is not to say it, it was it was lovely, you know. I had fun. Right. But there's a specific good. reason that you're differentiating between barn chic and countryside mm-hmm. because to us it evokes a very specific image rather right. than like just a general possibility of a barn. Well, even my brothers got married in a converted barn. So like really no one escapes this um when you live in the from middle. ohio oh. getting married in a barn that's it <laughs> um you know so that's just how i feel about it personally um obviously i have to take in ugh, the groom's opinions or whatever but i fully intend for it to be my wedding day <laughs> mine my biggest thing was and this was something that if if i were going to get married this is something that i wanted loosely obviously it wasn't like a serious plan until I moved to the UK but I always pictured myself getting married in like an English countryside kind of setting like Mm -hmm. I'm really into history I'm really into architecture so I always knew I need the building to be old like beautiful church with beautiful paintings Mm -hmm. um columns like I want it to look as close to Downton Abbey as possible (laughs) like I want it to be very iconic British history focused Mm -hmm. And really, I, I got that. <laughs> um, the church that we're getting married in is beautiful. And where we're having our, because we're doing a split reception next year so we can have like all people. Um, but where we're having that is an English manor home in the countryside, which I'm like stoked about. And I don't say stoked. So you know how excited I'm not. <laughs> I don't. It's like dope. Every once in a while when I'm super excited and I can't think the word I need, it just happens. And I'm like, I don't say that. <laughs> um, but the thing I wanted the most was that element. Mm-hmm. And then... I really, so I'm the opposite of Emma. I really like small genuine. So I only want people there that I'm really, really close to and that I really love and know. Mm -hmm. And I have to unfortunately take into account the fact that my fiance has the opposite approach. He's very like Emma, like everyone he's ever met. (laughs) They should come and they should come. I'm like, you are not Oprah. Stop. Like (laughs) they get an invite and they get an invite. Like, no, (laughs) but I had to compromise. So we ended up next year with a very, very big, guest list mm-hmm. um I say very very big it's actually under 150 so it's pretty small compared to like what most people think of as big but for me that's like massive and right now we only have 15 people and that feels like perfect for me because I honestly would just want like our closest family and friends there on the day we get married and I'm happy to celebrate with people but for me it's more important about the genuine connection and very sentimental so I want stuff to be very like special rather than big and ornate if that makes any sense mm-hmm. let me just say that I fall into her very special category but COVID so yeah she would be here literally right now if it weren't for 
COVID. So right there in your head. Um, and that's, that's how I picked my bridesmaids as well. Like, I don't want to have bridesmaids to have bridesmaids. I pick people who I think I'm taking my, into my marriage with me, like close friends who I speak to on a regular basis. Like I did not pick anybody who wasn't in my life Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have anybody who isn't regularly in my life, like an invested person in me, like attached to the wedding. Cause to me, it just feels like random. Sure. I've been in people's weddings. Like there was this girl I worked with and it was like me and one other girl and like, she wasn't really close friends with me. She was kind of close friends with the other girl, but then she just picked us. And I was like, I hate that. Like, I would rather have no bridesmaids than have people that I'm not friends with as bridesmaids. I've been in a few other weddings, but I've always been friends with the girl. So it was really weird to me to see that, like, oh, like you literally just needed a second body to stand here. Um, So yeah. Plus I definitely had the 27 dresses thing going for a while. Read that I didn't think I was getting married because I was in a lot of weddings and I did not have a boyfriend. (laughs) So yeah, I was basically just like one step away, except unlike Catherine Heigl, I threw out every single one of the dresses because I didn't. You can just refresh it again. You could just shave your head, chop it and look like Britney Spears. Like it'd be great. (laughs) Um, No. Anyway, finally lessons learned. So these are my sage tips, Emma. Write them down if you will, okay. or if you won't, um, and all you other peoples. Um, um, I resent that comment, but it's fine. I was like, <laughs> you single plebeians. <laughs> um, no, it's just like, so Emma, when we first started the podcast, was like, we should do a wedding episode. And I'm like, because ah, I just think I'm, maybe I'm a minority bride, so it's very fair. I'm not like a bridey bride. Like I'm not very into the, like put on a headdress and deliver like screaming in the street and like having a giant, like diamond ring pop on her. Like, it's just not me. I I'm excited about the marriage. I'm very, very excited. Yeah, I know. It's very Emma. <laughs> I'm excited about the marriage. I'm uh-huh. very excited about my relationship. I'm very mm-hmm. excited about being married. Mm-hmm. I'm excited and happy that the day is happening but the wedding to me is just like a stepping stone to getting to the marriage. Oh my God. I'm so, opposite. I know. Mm-hmm. so like for me, I'm not like people asked me all through this season, what's it been like planning your wedding in COVID? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, why do you want to talk about that? Like, it's so boring to hear about me planning my wedding. Like it has to be the least interesting thing I talk about. And I, I just don't understand what, what people want to know. Like, it's nice that you're interested, but I'm like, can you hear the crickets? Cause I can't like, I'm bored talking about this. You cannot be interested, mm-hmm. but here we are. We're having a wedding. sewed. it's fine. So Ta-da. if you're not already beating your head against your dashboard thinking, why am I listening? <laughs> here are some tips. The biggest thing that I learned is like, hold on to everything with your wedding day really loosely because a lot of people get really fixated on the day. I'm I don't know why you're pointing at me, but it's fine. Um, but I'm not just talking about you though. Like I've seen a lot of girls on Instagram post a lot about it because their wedding got postponed because of COVID and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even in normal circumstances, sometimes wedding plans get changed. Sure. I think hold on to your wedding plans really loosely because you'll get so fixated on the ceremony and the pageantry and the day and you'll lose sight of the relationship and almost put yourself in an us and them category and like put yourself at odds with the person instead of being excited about your union and like what you're doing. So I think my biggest tip would be hold on to your plans with 
like a nice grip, but not too firm that you're going to get obsessed and really hurt. Like you could drop it in case of a fire kind of. Loose. Exactly. Like, um, <laughs> keep going. Just so. Um, I would also say don't plan your wedding with everyone you're with. Planning your wedding is a really intimate thing. And when you start planning your wedding with someone, especially if it doesn't happen, it makes the breakup in my view worse. Like I've seen you go through multiple breakups where you thought you were going to be with that person. And in my brain, it made it so much worse than if you had been in a place where you were like, we're still deciding if we like each other. Like, yes, we've said, I love you, but we're still in the dating phase. Like we haven't passed go. We haven't collected $200. And I've seen it happen to other friends too. Like I definitely did this and I wish I would have been more focused. I started planning. Like I said, I got my dress in December. Like I started planning on getting married before we were actually getting married. And I think in some ways I got fixated Mm -hmm. and it, it just did not help the relationship at all. So that was a big thing. Um, the other thing is if you're going to spend a ton of money on something, spend a ton of money on something that you're going to keep. Don't spend a ton of money on food. It's really stupid. You eat once and then it's gone. Like I know people who've spent like triple what they spent on the venue on the food. And I'm like, you are a crack addict. Like you cannot have that food again. <laughs> Just the one time. You know, I don't the fine cuisine at weddings. Like I get it, but at the same time, like no one wants to eat like the super deconstructed fancy meal. Like we had barbecue and like tacos at my brother's weddings, and it was wonderful. Well, and this is my point: is like to me, the importance of the meal at your wedding is sharing that time as a close friend familial unit so like I didn't have anybody invited to my wedding breakfast or like the meal after my wedding except people that are really close and I just think that time is precious and the meal itself is the important part not the food and I would say the same about the venue like spend a little on the venue if the place is special to you but don't spend so much on like the crystal snow globes or like the you know whatever else like the accessories that you're not going to take them with you, like make stuff or buy stuff off Etsy. Like don't spend a ton of money on stuff that is perishable, especially like flowers. Like I know people who spent like six figures on flowers and I'm like, they're already dead. They come dead. Like you can't even keep them. And I think the other thing, I've seen a quick sidebar. I've seen a lot of wooden flowers is the trend, which is really cool. I did silks because okay. we're having two events within a year of each other. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to have to buy another bouquet. And luckily our florist did really great silks. So all of our flowers are faux, which is really wow. helpful. Yeah. And then I think my last thing was I didn't expect this. So I hope to prepare other people, but I didn't expect to be as stressed as I am the week of my wedding. Mm. And maybe it was naive, but I was expecting to feel blissful and really excited. I'm sure. And Trying most of what I've... Every night, like... Uh, yeah! Uh, and like, mm, getting married! Oh most of what I felt is stress that I need to get tasks done. And it did, like, I had to regroup with my fiancé at the beginning of the week because we were just stressed. And we were, like, not in a great headspace. And we weren't going into the week the way I wanted to go into the week. So mm-hmm. um, for us, them and praying about it and, like getting back to a good space for other people that might just be communication, but whatever you do, like I would say prepare to not be as blissful and excited as you think you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Cause I think mostly that comes after the wedding, but nobody really tells you like, that's going to be really stressful yeah. before the wedding. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Anything well, yeah, to Adam? 
any, any tips from oh, your Oh yeah, well you know that I, I am the relationship expert. Basically. So I've basically dated almost married two people. So almost. you almost. Say, so close where I thought we were headed that not down that road and they did not. That's how close we it was were. It's a different road. Google Maps were routed. They were and parallel. That is not where but we also went. Perpendicular. So it was <laughs> It was a mess. Um, but I digress. Um, one, I'm happy that those things didn't happen because ultimately I would be divorced once or twice by now. Those people and divorced <laughs> or and or divorced. It would be miserable either way. So yeah. I would say that I think it's very hyped up in Hollywood, you know, and it helps to have realistic perspective. Yeah. So I, as much as I want to believe that I will be that bride who wakes up with like clear skin and the birds are there to help me get dressed on my wedding day, I'm pretty sure that won't happen. Are you trying to say that's not going to happen? Because that was my whole plan. (laughs) You might get like a sparrow or two, but I don't think you're going to get the bluebirds. I'm sorry. Watch be like a crow, like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) No! It's an omen! (laughs) I'd also say it probably would help not to read too much into things like I know that you haven't really experienced this but I know plenty of people who get cold feet and um yeah they really start to overanalyze just like basic things like if you argue with your fiance leading up to your wedding like I would say that's probably a pretty normal event because you're both stressed and spending a lot of money on a party which I'm totally fine with but every guy I know seems to have this weird like no we don't need to release butterflies (laughs) like we don't have to do that. And I'm like, are you sure? How will the Samoan dancers know to start? <laughs> Where are the swans? I'm just asking questions. Asking um, friend. So I would say, you know, take all of that with a grain of salt, what you see in movies and understand that your life is not a movie. And I'm talking to myself. So John Hughes did not direct my life. He did not direct um, my life. The other thing I would say, re-weddings, is about engagements. And this is just something that I've seen over the years. And you can also track it if you look at celebrity news. People who are engaged for a really long time probably shouldn't get married. Here's why. People who are engaged for a really long time. I'm talking like five to seven years. Yeah. You are probably living together, unless you're the strongest people I know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You are probably already in like marital patterns. And if there's a reason that you haven't gotten married so far, it's probably a good sign that you would be getting divorced not too long after. Sure. So at least from what I've seen, those couples tend to have consistent relationship issues that keep postponing the wedding and like, oh, we're just not ready right now. Oh, we wouldn't have a really big wedding. And like, we just want to save for that. If you're really that into each other, to me, it's more about each other than it is about the day. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't be pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing it. So that's my two cents. Don't be engaged forever. Like a year is a really long time. And you may not think it is, but I've been engaged now for less than a year and it feels like a millennium. Like it feels so long. Yeah. You know, a lot of people go into thinking like, I want to be engaged for this long before I get married. And it's like, well, why are you putting yourself in a box? You know, like, yeah. But at the same time, I also believe that moving too quickly is indicative of something under the wraps that maybe you don't want to unless you guys make a decision to elope like an intentional quick marriage like you just don't want to put any effort into the ceremony i would say it's probably not a great sign if you're engaged for like less than two or three months sketch to be sure but you know. that's our two cents i'm hannah 
I am Emma. And that's the tea.